This is a presentation of the Trine Broadcasting Network, part of the Center for Sports Studies at Trine University. Learn more at trine.edu. You're listening to The Assist with Trevor Hart. All right, welcome back. So, um, yeah, sorry for missing last week. Uh, I had some problems with health and safety protocols. Uh, no, it wasn't because Purdue lost to IU. Okay. It might have been on some people's minds, <laughs> certain people that listened to me. But, um, yeah, it's been a week since that loss. It feels like it's been two years at this point just because, you know, everything – I, I don't know. I'm just, it doesn't seem, I mean, it seems real, obviously. I mean, it happened, but it's just like, man, that was not the way that I was supposed to go down one bit. So, um, one thing that I just uh, really wanted to do is just talk about the Purdue IU rivalry overall, I guess. And it's going to be heavily favored towards Purdue because, you know, I'm a Purdue fan, but, um, yeah, it's one of the greatest rivalries ever. And I don't, think it gets too much credit i know in indiana it gets a lot of credit obviously i mean it's the two top schools going off against each other each year it's a fierce rivalry but um yeah it just seems that like a lot of people don't really care that much about it because it's definitely on the levels of like duke north carolina and all the other stuff like that my opinion that's like those are the top two in college right unc duke purdue iu and uh, it's even up there with all the great ones in sports. But then again, I'm a little biased towards that. Like I said, I'm from Indiana and all that. So it definitely uh, definitely is in my mind as like, man, that's the greatest rivalry ever. But it's sometimes it's I'll just I'm making my case today. So with me. One thing that it irks me about with this rivalry, right? Everyone just thinks that, like, IU is, like, dominating. It's like, yeah, you got the candy stripe pants. And it's just, like, yeah, all this stuff. And, yeah, the tradition, all that Bob Knight and Branch McCracken, all these guys. Yeah, Isaiah Thomas went there. And it's like, okay, yeah. I mean, sure, overall as a history, IU is well more favored. But when you look at the record... Purdue is ahead by, like, I don't know, 30 games? And it's just weird to me because, yeah, people just act like, oh, yeah, I mean, IU-Purdue, it was Purdue. They're, like, some podunk school. And it's just, like, I don't even know what that is. So IU's obviously got to win because of all the tradition, right? No, Purdue leads, if I can pull up the stats here real quick. I found it on a Wikipedia article. So it is subject change, but it does seem to be pretty up-to-date compared to some other articles I have seen. But overall, 214 meetings, Purdue leads 124.90. Okay, so it's like, some people are like, I don't understand it, right? I know why people think I use the smaller superior. They got five championships, right? And that's the one thing that Purdue fans are always going to be like, it's always the one thing IU fans hang their hat on. It's the one thing that Purdue fans can never, uh, like, dispute, right? Because, like, you know what? Yeah, you got those five rings, right? You got the five banners, and some people say they block the V. Like, you got, we got banners blocking our view. How about you guys? It's just, when was the last championship? Like, 
1980, 1988, or 89, what was that, Keith Smart? It's that shot against Syracuse. Pretty sure that was it, right? Ooh, even further back, 87. They have them 40, 53, 76, 81, 87. And about that 76 one, I'm going to get into that here in a minute. You've heard, people have heard me talk about that 76 season plenty of times. But yeah, the five banners, something that uh, Purdue, we can't dispute it. Yeah, you guys are right. You guys have five. But like I said, the last one was 1987. So it's not like you're on as hot of a streak as Purdue is with championships in the past 30 years, right? And it's just everyone just egging us on. And it's like, man, you guys, furthest you guys will make it is the final four. And then you guys won't go any further. And, man, Purdue just chokes in the tournament. No other way to put it. Honestly, they really do. We lost to North Texas last year. We lost to uh, Arkansas, Arkansas Little Rock. I mean, come on, in the first round. They lost to Cincinnati. It was, I mean, it was an 8-9 matchup, but Purdue should have won that by a mile. And then it goes in overtime, and it's just each year in the NCAA tournament, like I've seen him go to Sweet 16. I was at the game where they were in the Elite Eight against Virginia, and Mama D, Diakite, tips it out to Nike Clark. Is that his name? Or his last name's Clark, I know for sure. And the rest of history hits that. Then Diakite hits that jump shot, and it's just, oh, man, just taking me back to that moment is awful. And, uh, and yeah, I mean, there's no other way to put it. Purdue chokes on tournament, right? I mean, we have what everyone thinks, even IU fans will think, man, they're probably, they might get it this year, but they never do. And I don't think that that's, but here's the thing though. IU has not made that many NCAA tournaments since, like, in the past 10 years, they haven't made that much. One, is probably because Archie Miller, still the greatest hire for Purdue fans ever. I We were all so sad when he got fired from there. And because um, we knew that he wasn't going to be a good guy for IU, right? Woodson makes sense. And Woodson did the thing that probably all IU fans just wanted him to do. Hey, beat Purdue. That's it. And Woodson is an IU guy. And that's exactly what he did. And, uh, man, that that last Purdue-IU game, that was – it shouldn't have been close at all. And I get it. Like, some people say, you know, that's life on the road in a Big Ten, you know. It's going to be tough like that. Not against a team like that, a team that I've seen to where against Syracuse, they kind of choked it away. You know, went to a couple overtimes. It was still, uh, you should have won that game. And it's just, Jaden Ivey decides to step up in the second half after not doing anything in the first half. And also, that move where he threw Trey Galloway to the floor. Hey, I'm a Purdue guy. 
that was uncalled for, right? Because Galloway was doing nothing. All he was doing was playing good defense on him. The play hadn't even started yet. I think the ball had, like, just crossed half court, and he just throws him to the ground. And it's like, you, you can't be doing it, especially when you're, like, the number one prospect on the team and someone who's going to be a lottery pick at some point. You cannot be doing that. And it's just... That game, and I even, one thing I was said to other people when we were getting ready for the game was like, hey, Trace Jackson Davis is not going to guard uh, the best post guy because it's what he did last year. He didn't guard Trevion Williams. Trace Jackson Davis went off for like 18 or 20 points, something like that last year. We didn't guard anyone on on defense, right? Man, he stepped up, and I think that's all Woodson there. Saying, hey, you got if you're gonna be our top guy, you gotta guard the top guy. And look, he's not guarding Jaden Ivey. Obviously, that matchup doesn't make sense. But guarding Edie, and he got those two quick fouls. And I thought it was over at that point. I was like, you know what? Credit to Trace, right? He guarded Edie and all that. But it's just, man. He wasn't in the game at all, and they and Purdue still couldn't come out with it. And then, of course, uh, Rob Finnessy, who would just hurt. And people have, I've heard people say, like, man, only took Rob Finnessy until his senior year to do something. You clearly have not been watching this rivalry, right? Because Finnessy has been insane against Purdue all these years. It, I mean, they've amounted to losses. But Finnessy has been so good. And it's, it's just because he's from Lafayette. I haven't heard uh, Rayfield Davis tweet out, man, we used to watch Rob Fantasy when the like the Purdue team would go and watch Rob Fantasy play in high school. And it's just like Purdue didn't – I don't think they recruited him because I think if they would have, he would have went there. He goes to IU, and he's been punishing the Purdue staff every year since. Now it's really punishing because he's the number one reason you lost. But it's also just, I understand, I'm saying just a lot because I'm trying to retain myself to try and keep calm a little bit. But Purdue leads the series overall, going back to the stats. They have the largest victory, 6-2-15, but that was in 19-10. I mean, it still feels good for a Purdue fan. Longest win streak goes to IU. They had 13 between 49 and 55. And a current win streak is at one for IU. And I just want Purdue to get double digits in those victories, right? Just to say, like, man, and Purdue, like, I was questioning, man, is this really a rivalry anymore? Just because it was like a guaranteed win, especially when Archie Miller was there. And the end of Tom Crean, and Tom Crean, I'll I'll say this, like if Tom Crean is going to be my recruiter, I'm in on him. He can recruit, right? I don't know if he cheated or not. Nothing has come out because you know Kelvin Sampson he cheated at IU with Eric Gor- for Eric Gordon. But it's like, man, if that guy's going to recruit, I when he was getting fired from IU, I was like, I want Purdue to get him as our number one recruiter. And it's, I mean, we've seen what he's done at Georgia. He got Anthony Edwards. That's really the only one he's got. But he got Cody Zeller to go to IU. 
and he just got all these solid guys there. And you're like, man, I would really want that guy to be my recruiter. Anyways, more stats. Championships, 5-0 to zero, Indiana. Tournament appearances, 39-30, to 30, IU holds the lead. NIT championships, 1-1. One to one. That's, I don't know how I feel about that stat, honestly. Uh, apparently, and Purdue had a championship pre-1939, which I don't know how much. It doesn't matter. It totally doesn't. And even if a Purdue fan would try to bring it up to an IU fan, they'd get eviscerated. Because at that point, guess what? It's still four to one. It's still five to one. But they won't count it. Uh, Big Ten championships. Purdue holds the lead 24-22. They also hold the lead in Big Ten tournament championships one to zero. And uh, I remember what was it, a few years ago. It was the same. It was when Kel Swanigan and Thomas Bryant were sophomores. And the lead. Oh, it was tied. It was 22-22, I think. And it was... Purdue was on a roll that year. And IU, eh. It was like, you might make the tournament. I don't think they did that year. But it was like... That was such a good game. And that came down to the wire. And that's what... Honestly, I don't want blowouts for Purdue-IU, right? It's supposed to be a rivalry. Yeah, I keep it close. But, man, that one was too close <laughs> towards the end for me, honestly. I want, like, a four- to five-point win. But, uh, and then there was that call, that double foul on a charge and a block, which I still don't know how that's a thing. It's someone, I don't even know if you could explain it to me because it does not make sense. It's either a charge or a block. Did he move his feet? Okay, it's a block. But while, but if he was moving his feet, did he lower his shoulder? That constitutes a charge if someone lowers their shoulder into someone. Just because someone's moving their feet and someone lowers their shoulder, that lowered shoulder is the call. And it was all politics at that point because Thomas Bryan and Caleb Swanigan both had four fouls. And the refs knew that the foul is on Thomas Bryant, right? I mean, if you look back, it's clearly on him. And I don't even know if that's just me watching as a Purdue fan, but in my opinion, it's 100% on uh, Thomas Bryant. And they end up calling a double foul because they knew if they are going to call a foul on Thomas Bryant, the place is going to blow up. and Stuff might have got thrown on the floor. It was that close of a game. And you can even hear all the radio guys throughout game saying that is the biggest cop out I've ever seen in my life. There's no way that is possible in that situation to have both a charge and a block. And they're right. And I had a game the other day. It was a couple weeks ago where, and of course I was on the call for it. There was a, there was a double foul on a block and a charge. And my brain went immediately back to that moment where, I was screaming throughout my house stuff I cannot say on this podcast <laughs> because I'm, because we want to keep it kind of G-rated here. But I was screaming stuff through my house that, and it was just from pure 
anger and just that makes no sense to me. And man, it's just I don't I don't know, man. And the whole moving on to the whole 76, 1976 season where they go undefeated. I said it multiple times. IU fans won't shut up about it, right? Because they're the last team to do it. And it's just, Gonzaga got so close last year. There's no one this year, so we don't even have a chance this year. But it's only the IU fans that, like, all the old guys sitting in the bar and just watching all those games, all they'll talk about is the Purdue and I, is when, it's, when Purdue IU comes up, Oh, yeah, we went undefeated in 76, last team to do it. You know how hard I rooted for Kentucky to go undefeated? That hurts to do that. When they were about to go undefeated, but they lost to Wisconsin. No, they lost to, yeah, they lost to Wisconsin. That pained me to root for Kentucky, right? But I was like, man, my, my, uh, my dislike for IU is way greater than how I feel for Kentucky. So I'm going to root for Kentucky. Then they lost in the Final Four, obviously. Because why not? You know, why not just torture me every year just to hear all those fans? Oh, still no one to do it. If When someone goes undefeated, if it's not IU, I'm going to be jumping like crazy. I'm going to be that team's biggest fan. That's how it was for Gonzaga last year. But no, not one bit. Just they lose to Baylor, who if Baylor didn't have COVID issues, they would have went undefeated. And that would be so perfect for me, right? If we get to the final and it's just two undefeated teams, yeah, go at it. Streak's over. And it's just, and I'm like, I'm surrounded by IU fans where I'm, grow up I don't know how I have so many friends that were Purdue fans there was like there's a few of us and and a lot of them went to Purdue I did not <laughs> and, and people and those people will be like man I still can't believe we don't go here just because I've been a Purdue fan forever right and like I've I've been watching every game forever I I knew everything about those Purdue teams, way more than what a middle school and high school kid should have known, honestly. But um, you know, like all of my parents' friends are IU fans, and for some reason, even like some, even other members of my family are are IU fans, and I'm like, I don't know how I'm a Purdue fan because I'm a Purdue fan because my dad was right, and. For some reason, I don't know how it ended up that way because his brother is a is an IU fan. His other brother is a Purdue fan. And it's just like, I don't get how you guys came from the same household. <laughs> just because, and I don't know, maybe it's just because my dad didn't want to root for IU because... Probably because of Bob Knight. I have no idea. And, man, it's just crazy how 
and it's just everyone surrounds me as an IU fan. I lost five dollars on that Purdue IU game. I've I've had a bet for a few years with with a, <laughs> with a buddy, and it's just like, hey, five bucks in each IU game or IU Purdue game. I'm like, all right, cool. We were on like a six game win streak at that point. I was like, yeah, I'll rack it up. And I got like fifteen dollars. Now it was the first time I had to send money. So now I'm like, this is personal. <laughs> And just so many people just ragging me on. Even some, even one of my teachers who he texted me right after the IU game. Shocker. I remember I had him my sophomore year, and he's an IU guy, and I'm a Purdue guy. We would go back and forth on stuff. First day of junior year, he meets me in the hallway and he goes, I got to show you something. And he points to, he takes me to his room, points me to the back, and it's the five banners. And I was just, just everyone just rubbing it in on, just rubbing it in my face. And I'm like, I was like, you know what? That's honestly, I'll give you that. That one's, that one's pretty funny. And it's, man, just, I don't, I don't know how I've survived as a Purdue fan, just taking utter, I've just been taking blow after blow, but I'm, bit, but, Throughout my life, we've been winning most of the time. And uh, on the night, I wanted to move on to there. Now, Gene Katie, I don't know anything that if something is, I don't know if something's come out on Katie of what, if he did anything to his players, it's, I haven't heard anything. Did some stuff happen that today you would look back on it wouldn't be that well looked upon? Yeah, sure. I mean, that's the thing with everything. That's everyday society. People will go back and be like, yeah, I don't really know if that's good now or not. But um, I'll tell you one thing about Katie. He never choked a player, right? There's a whole 30 for 30 on the whole Bob Knight choking his player thing. And... It's a good documentary, by the way, if you should watch it, if you really want to. But I'm not saying it's good just because it's in poor taste tonight. It's a very well-done movie. And it it really just goes back and shows everything that happened there. And the whole uh, Bob Knight leaving IU, well, not really leaving, more forced out of IU. And you hear these stories about Knight where you're just like, some guy on camp, some student on campus would call him a uh, Bobby and he would like yell at him as like, call me coach, which I mean, I can be like, Hey, I could see a, a coach going, Hey, please call me coach. Like I've, I have, it's my title. I feel like I've earned it and all that. But like, he like screamed at the guy <laughs> and, and there's a point where you're like, man, Bob Knight, he probably, he has control over the president who at IU at the time, and that when that got around, the IU president started putting his foot down. That was the end of Bob Knight at that point. Once the president started getting involved, it was over because nothing he could have done to where it would have got fixed at that point. But another thing with Gene Cady, he's the only coach that has a winning record over Bob Knight. Now, is that because they have the rivalry and all that and they play – they? Could have played more games at time. I don't know, maybe. But it's definitely a statement to say, hey, the only guy to 
I think he's the only guy to have a winning record overnight. Which having a winning record overnight, if he's not the only one, it's I would assume it's a very rare club. And of course, there's like a per, there's probably parameters over so many games because probably someone got one win against IU and then never played them again. But it was just Katie is I'm pretty sure he's the only guy. And another thing about the classic Bob Knight thing, he threw the chair across the lane. That was against Purdue, which was because of the refs, honestly. I mean, he didn't agree with some calls. But, I mean, it's still against Purdue. That's how heated this rivalry was. And it still is. I'm I'm honestly, when Purdue lost, I was like, you know what? It's a rivalry again. And that's what we all want, right? And even that's like all the IU people I talk to, I'll, I still say, hey, it's a rivalry again. They're like, man, been waiting a long time for it. And it's just so good. And um, I'm honestly glad to have it back because I've missed it, right? Because you kind of want that pushback from, like, if you jab at someone at an IU fan about the games, you want them to take a swing at you back, right? Just because it's, that's the fun in it. Some people take it over the top, right? Like to where if you're an IU fan, like I cannot associate with you. And in some cases, I mean, on the night that they're playing, yeah, sure, I don't want anything to do with you. But afterwards, we're going we're gonna to talk about it. We're going to jab at each other about everything. I'm, I'm, I guarantee people are going to make fun of me with the Jaden Ivy thing. And I'm going to be like, hey, man, that's, I'm with you. That was, there was no reason for that. And all just the good parts of the rivalry, it's just really what you want with all of this. And that's why it's the greatest, in my opinion. There definitely needs to be a movie on it because the... The Journey, Big Ten Basketball, great show. I have not watched it that much recently, but when I was younger, man, that was the show for me. Especially when they would uh, uh, show a Purdue person and show their story and all that. But they did a video on the Indiana-Purdue rivalry. It's very good. And um, it's only it's only about four almost five minutes long. But you're like, man, I would really love to see more of that because they got interviews with Rick Mount. They had uh, all the radio guys for Purdue and IU talking about it. They got Gene Cady in there on it. And they might, if you make a movie now, I don't know if you could get Knight. You would have to get like a historian to recount on that because Knight has, I think he has pretty bad dementia or Alzheimer's, one of those. And, I mean, that game a couple of years ago, he walked down the court against Purdue, and you could tell, it was like, man, he's in bad shape. And I even texted that uh, teacher with the five banners in the back of his classroom. I texted him because they're, cause they're, the rumor was about on that day, Bob Knight's coming back because they were honoring the one, one of those championship teams. And I texted him, I was like, you really think – Knight's going to come back because if you watch that 30 for 30 documentary, Knight wanted nothing to do with IU when he left because he felt backstabbed 
feel like he's just stabbed in the back. And he was like, I don't want anything with this university anymore. Saying pretty much, you you know what in that horse you rode in on type of deal. And and he came out, and, man, you could tell, like, man, he's in bad shape. And it looked like that he, w- he was kind of acting like, you know, he was still kind of the coach of IU just because the way he was at, telling everyone, let's go IU and all that. He didn't really say anything. I don't think he said a word there, but he was like gesturing to the fans. Hey, you ready for this? And it was at halftime. Purdue ended up winning because obviously it was in the past two years. But uh, the fact that they did that against Purdue <laughs> makes it, all of those Purdue, I know all of those Purdue fans were like, man, come on. And they had to. They had to at that point. So, um, with that, I'm sorry. This podcast is very, uh, it's all over the place. I'm trying to get uh, better at um, not letting my brain run and just do what it does. But... It's pretty hard, so I think I'm going to try and put together a document so I can stay on track for certain things in the next week because um, next week I think I'm going to do an episode that's going to be very special to me, and um, it's I'm going to try and see if I can do a uh, – because I mentioned before I want to kind of do player profiles. I don't know how great I would be at that with, like, you know, doing like an Oscar Robertson or Larry Bird. I could get most of the way, but there are people I haven't watched, right? The one that I would really want to start doing with is that, and it's probably going to be next week, is going to be Robbie Hummel. Played at Purdue. And then, uh, I didn't really want to do it this week just because coming off that loss. So, and also, I'll talk about it next week, <laughs> why I kind of had to uh, hesitate on that. But, um... Yeah, but Purdue IU, it's it's the best rivalry. I don't care what people say. It's the best. And when it comes to basketball, there's no few better. Like you got Lakers Celtics, like Yeah, sure. To the rest of the country, that's A one, right? Then you got Duke Carolina. And then Purdue IU is right up there. It might be a it, it's so hard because I'm from Indiana, right? So I'm obviously going to say it's better than Duke Carolina. But you know what? I think it is because, like, that Duke Carolina rivalry could not have been a rivalry until 1980, right, when Krzyzewski came in. And I don't know what it's going to be now with Hubert Davis and John Shire taking up now. I'm Well, I mean, it's the names at this point. It's the names on the jerseys, right? Whatever's on the front of your jersey, that's the rivalry now. But anyways, yeah, Purdue, IU, best rivalry in my opinion. So, um, oh, another thing I wanted to mention. I probably couldn't sleep after last night because yesterday was my first game doing play-by-play. I don't know how... Well, it went. The first couple minutes was rough, but I think I got somewhat of the ha- in the swing of things. 
definitely more to improve. But um, so we got a win on that, which is important because the men's team at Trine got a win on my first play-by-play, play, which I love. But finally, the dragon has been slayed. The women's team has just beat Hope. Finally, they did it yesterday. And I legit could not, like, I just laid in bed for like an hour just trying to fall asleep, but I couldn't. And I even took a melatonin before going to bed, right? So it, it definitely got me amped. So congratulations to the women's team. Huge. Just finally, season's not over. But, man, that was one step that everyone at Trine was looking forward to. And it finally happened. So congratulations to them. Uh, that'll be it. That's another rivalry. That's huge, especially around here. But, um, yeah, that'll be it for this week. So uh, I want to thank you for listening. Uh, yeah, be sure to follow me on Twitter, and uh, we will talk to you next week. Peace. Thanks for listening to this presentation of the Trine Broadcasting Network, part of the Center for Sports Studies at Trine University. Learn more at trine.edu.